This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Good afternoon, everybody. This short series, Looking at Faith, and when I thought about this subject, I looked back to my youth and thought, well, I was once asked, what do you understand faith is? And my answer was, it was a complete trust in God. And of course, the Bible gives us a full description. In Hebrews, we read, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Or as the theme for this little series is, that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And I think that helps us a lot in understanding what faith is all about. And in that chapter in Hebrews that that definition comes from, the writer then goes on to give a grand schedule, a long list of various men and women of the way that they responded to God and the faith that they showed. And in this series, we're looking at four very different characters, two men and two women. And this afternoon, we're going to one, look at one man who features in that chapter 11 of Hebrews, and that man is Noah. And we make no apologies for going back to Genesis. It may, Genesis may be seen by some as a book of myth, a book of legend, but I believe that the book of Genesis is the basis of all of God's purpose. It's the foundation stone, and it's part of the inspired words of the Lord God and of Scripture. And as Paul told Timothy, that these sacred writings are able to make us wise for salvation through Jesus Christ. The complete gospel message has its roots and its foundations in Genesis. Paul said elsewhere that the gospel was preached to Abraham. And it's amazing when you think about it, that the gospel was preached so many years before the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then surely if it was preached to Abraham, we could also say that it was preached to this man Noah. And sadly, whilst many know of Noah and the ark, the significance of the story and the lessons that we can learn from it are often lost. The character of Noah is a wonderful example of service and particularly of faith, as I think we'll see as we go through our talk this afternoon. As we consider Noah and his character I think we first of all have to think about the background we first read of him actually in Genesis chapter 5 at the end of that chapter and those first five chapters of Genesis cover a great amount of ground we read about creation we read about Adam and Eve we read about their sin and the judgment upon them and the beginning of death in the world. And from, from then on, the genealogies show that around a thousand years 
passed before the from the birth from the creation of Adam to the time of Noah and during that period people lived to considerable ages Adam lived to 930 and he actually died 126 years before the birth of Noah but he was still alive during the life of Lamech Noah's father And so there was a a continuity. With people living so long, the world as it then was would be quickly populated. So that by Jewish tradition, for example, Adam himself had 33 sons and 23 daughters. And so much so that Cain was able to say that people would find him and slay him because there were so many people upon the earth. And so between the time of Adam and the time of Noah, there were ten generations and a thousand years. And Noah was 600 when he went into the ark. But when we look at that time, we find that the world had deteriorated into a wicked and a sad place. Would you like to open your Bibles to Genesis, to Genesis chapter 6? And we have a few verses as we go through Genesis 6 describing the sort of world that Noah was living in. For example, look at chapter 6 and verse 5. And I shall be reading from the English Standard Version. Chapter 6 and verse 5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So we have a picture of men only thinking about themselves. Their own thoughts and their thoughts were evil. Or verse 11. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth and behold it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. What a sorry picture we have presented for us. Or a couple of verses later, verse 13. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. A terrible picture indeed of men going after the imagination of their own heart rather than thinking about God, of being evil and of being violent. But that's on the one side. And it's amazing in that picture of such wickedness that on the other hand we have the character of Noah which was such a, a wonderful character indeed. We read that Noah's grandfather Enoch walked with God and Noah was no different. Chapter 5 verse 29. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he fathered a son and called his name Noah, saying, Out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. So right at the very beginning, his father is speaking of relief, of comfort. And in fact, the name of Noah means rest. And then when we look at the actual character of the man, verse 8 of chapter 6 Noah found favour in the eyes of the Lord. Or verse 9, 
These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. And just like his grandfather before him, just like Enoch, Noah walked with God. His concern and his interest was following what God had said to him, of following the commandments with God, so that he was walking in the same way as it were with God, following out his commandments and doing what God would have him do. (coughs) Or go over to chapter 7 and verse 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark and all your household, for I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. What a wonderful character assessment that was of God of Noah, that his character was righteous. This was the sort of man that he was. Or verse 5, And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. That was his prime concern in his life, to do what God commanded him to do. He did as God had told him. But of course, the wickedness in the world was so great that the Lord God took the decision to destroy it. Chapter 6 and verse 6. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. He would do that, but as we've already read, Noah found favour in the eyes of the Lord. So all was to be destroyed apart from Noah, his wife and his family. And God told Noah what he was going to do. He revealed his purpose to him and he gave him instructions what to do. Verse 13, And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. God reveals what he is going to do. He says this later, that he reveals what he is going to do through the prophets. And we know the plan and the purpose of God. It has been revealed to us through the Bible. And here was the same thing happening. God was telling Noah what was going to happen upon the earth. And therefore, the instructions were given. Verse 14, as we've already read, Make yourselves an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. This ark was to be built. This boat was to be constructed. Made of gopher wood or cypress wood perhaps. Or more likely those words there are speaking of the way that it was to be a covering. Basically a box. Often when you see pictures of this time there is a specific presentation made of the way that the ark looked. But we wonder well was that exactly the case because this was not a ship that was going to sail from place to place. Instead, it was basically going to be a place of safety, a place of sanctuary for Noah and his family, a place where they could go and be kept safe by the Lord God, 
together with the animals. And so I would suggest it was more like a floating box. But indeed, it was a very large vessel. Verse 15, we're given the sizes of it. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits, its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. Now, those, of course, are the old-fashioned way of measuring distances and lengths. And it's thought that a cubit was about 18 inches. In other words, the distance from a person's elbow to the base of their middle finger. And so if you think of that 18 inches as a cubit and work it all out, this ship that was to be built, the ark was going to be about 450 feet long or 135 meters 45 feet high or 13 and a half meters high and 75 meters wide about 22 and a half meters now it's very easy to just give those dimensions and, and, and not to appreciate how large a, ship, a boat it was it's equivalent I suppose to many of the cross channel ferries that we see working across the channel to France this was the size of it equivalent so that he could take all of the animals that were to go in together with Noah and his family. We're told it was to have three floors or three decks. There was only going to be one door and there was going to be a window or a light and that was possibly a run of windows like a skylight on the roof. And when you think about this ark that was to be constructed by Noah, you realise the faith that he must have had here was this man being told to build this boat perhaps on dry land whether even any boats sailing at that time we don't know he was to build it and it was so large he would have to collect the timber prepare it put it together then pitch it within and without what a construction it would have been and nor did it nor took 120 years in the construction but he took the word of God at face value that God said he was going to destroy the earth this was a way of being saved from that destruction and he followed out the commandment of God he had trust completely in God so that he accepted what God had said to him verse 17 God had said behold I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life under heaven everything that is on the earth shall die but I will establish my covenant with you and you shall come into the ark you and your sons your wife and your sons wives with you it's there an invitation to Noah that he should as it were, come into the ark, that God would be there waiting for him to look after him and to protect him when this terrible flood came upon the earth. And so Noah constructed the ark, a work that, as we have said, took 120 years. Now think what would happen if you or I suddenly started building something like this in our back garden, and it grew and it got larger and larger people would begin to wonder what was happening and you would tell them why you were doing it but why that's there's never going to be a flood and then there would be mocking and jeering 
At first, Noah would have been perhaps a centre of attention as to what he was doing. But then, as the years passed by, they would think that he was a madman in carrying out this great construction work. All of that would require faith and belief in God to continue the work and to complete it. Because we know ourselves, it's, it's very easy to doubt it's very easy to think, well, perhaps it's not going to happen. And indeed for Noah to say, well, am I ever going to finish it? 120 years. And I wonder also, what would his wife say? And his three sons and their wives. You can imagine some of the discussions which would take place. But nevertheless, Noah completed the work And notice what Genesis says about it. Verse 22 of chapter 6. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. Or 7 verse 5. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. A repetition of that fact that he did everything to the minutest detail. He followed out the instructions of God. And finally the time came and the call came to go in food had been prepared and God calls Noah into the ark and the animals are brought to him the animals would come to the ark and that was presumably the work of God through the angels chapter 6 and verse 20 of the birds according to their kinds of the animals according to their kinds of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind Two of every sort shall come in to keep them alive and take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up for you. So of all the beasts, all the creatures, two of every kind, although as you go on you find that also there were those are two of every unclean animal, but of every clean animal there were also to be seven taken, seven pairs, so that there would be food to eat. And when we go over to chapter 7, and verse 13 on the very same day Noah and his sons Shem, Ham and Japheth and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark they and every beast according to its kind and all the livestock according to their kinds and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth according to its kind and every bird according to its kind every winged creature they went into the ark with Noah and so Their work was completed of construction and what was now going to happen. It would seem there was a period of seven days and then God shut the door. The door was closed by God and it began to rain. Forty days of rain. We read that the fountains of the deep of the earth were broken up and there was great water, great springs of water coming up. Perhaps it was the first time that it had ever rained. We we don't know. But the water levels rose until everything was destroyed and the tops of the mountains covered. And think of Noah in that ark with his family and all those animals, what it would have been like. Dark, perhaps very smelly with all those animals as well. The food that they had. But being buffeted about by the weather blown around but overall under the care of God God looking after them because Noah remembered 
that God said that he would be saved. And then there was a period of 150 days until the ark rested on the mountain range of Ararat. And then 73 days for the tops of the mountains to appear. And 40 days later, Noah sent out a raven and a dove. The dove returned, but the raven did not. Another seven days and the dove came back when he had sent it out with a leaf. And then after seven days, the dove did not return. And 36 days after, the earth was dried up. And 56 days after that, God finally said to Noah that he could leave the ark. And I hadn't thought about it, but when you consider Noah himself and his family, they were in the ark for over a year, possibly around a year and ten days in total, until God told him to leave. Chapter 8 and verse 16. Then God, well, Verse 15, Then God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you, bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh. And they came out, out onto dry land. And God established his covenant with Noah that there would be no more destruction upon the earth like the flood. And he gave the token of the rainbow that today we can see so that when we see the rainbow, we can look back to that time of Noah and think this was the promise that God gave that he would not destroy the earth again in the same way as he had done there that we read about in Genesis through the flood but we may say well what does all this mean for us today and today, this afternoon we're not going to consider whether you know the evidence as to whether the flood happened or how large the flood but we're thinking about Noah as a man of faith and the lessons that we can get from that and we may say well should we really believe that it happened but remember the Lord Jesus Christ believed in Noah and we'll look at some verses where he referred to this time the apostle Peter believed in it and of course the writer to the Hebrews believed it. But you come over to Hebrews chapter 11 and we'll see what we have written there about this man. We've thought how that at the start of the chapter there is a definition of what faith is. But then we read in verse 7, By faith Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. And we thought of the details in that first part of the verse, of the way that he constructed the ark, of the way that he did it to save himself and to save his household. He condemned the world. But during that 120 years, he would have been preaching. Preaching how that God was going to bring this great destruction upon the earth. And that it was necessary to trust in God and to turn to God for help and to be saved from it. And of course, nobody responded. But nevertheless, he preached in what he did he showed to those round about 
what was going to happen. He was speaking forth the word of God. It was as if he was a prophet to them. But then he became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. And this is one of the lessons that comes through the Bible. As a result of the sin of Adam, we have all inherited his nature. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But there is the promise of God that God will not remember our sins against us, that there is forgiveness of sins, and that whilst by our normal nature we are sinful and we are unrighteous in the sight of God, we can be made righteous through the grace of God. That our faith, and we read this elsewhere, can be counted for righteousness. This is the wonderful gospel, the good news that we have in the Bible. And this was so far as Noah was concerned, this was what happened to him. He was an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Because he trusted in God, because he had faith in God, therefore he was declared righteous by God. And we are the same. We are all sinful in the sight of God. It's as if we're in a a court of law and we're in the dock. We are guilty of sin and therefore the wages of sin is death and therefore the condemnation is that we should die. But that condemnation of death has been done away with through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Through having faith in him and having faith in the Lord God, God is prepared to declare us not guilty and give us the offer of everlasting life and so there is an immediate lesson for us nor had faith and as a result of faith he was made righteous in the sight of God through the grace of God and that's the wonderful promise that we can have he had faith even though the events that God was speaking about might have seemed unbelievable that this was going to happen. He had a time of opportunity. He had a period of, from when God said the flood was going to come, of 120 years before the flood when he could work in the work of the Lord God and build this ark. And of course, it's very similar so far as we're concerned that we have a period of opportunity. God has promised that he will send the Lord Jesus Christ, that that time is coming when Jesus will return and God's kingdom will be established. And then that time will have passed. When we read about the accounts of the flood, we read how that God shut the door. The time had gone. Noah and his family were in the ark. And there was no chance for those that were outside. It's very similar of another door that was shut in one of the parables of the Lord Jesus. He spoke about ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. Five took spare oil, but five did not. And the five that did not, that went out to buy oil when the lamps ran out, they found that at that time the door was shut. But what else do we read about Noah in the New Testament. If we go over to second of Peter, we have him referred to again. Second of Peter 
and chapter 2 and verse 5. And this is just picking one verse out of a, a group of verses about the judgments of God. Verse 5, If God did not spare the ancient world, but preserved nor a herald of righteousness with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. Notice that, spoken about this righteousness. Here is Peter speaking of Noah as being a herald of righteousness, one who speaks about righteousness. This was what he did, a preacher of righteousness. Or if you go back to the first letter of Peter and chapter 3. First of Peter and chapter 3, verse 20. Because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few that is eight persons were brought safely through water. It was as if God was waiting 120 years while that ark was being built. God wanted to carry out that destruction, that judgment upon the earth, but he waited 120 years so that there was sufficient a way of saving Noah and his family that the ark was constructed. God's patience waited. Another way of looking at it is that God was holding out a welcome and that's the same thing today that God is holding out a welcome to you and to me because he wants us to accept the gospel of salvation the gospel of the good news of the kingdom of God and Noah and his family were saved safely through water and look what he goes on to say in verse 21 baptism which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities and powers, having been subjected to him. So Peter takes it one stage further. The baptism, the water that saved Noah, it's the same as baptism can be for us today. Being saved from sin. Being saved from the judgment that is to come through the grace of God, through the work of God, through the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done in it he laid down his life. And the final reference I want to look at regarding this man is in some words of Jesus. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 37. And think how that Noah had to prepare the ark, that there was a judgment coming. Well, here is Jesus speaking about a judgment that is to come in the future. Verse 37. As it were, for as it were, for as were the days of Noah, so will the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus is coming back. He is the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. 
and so Jesus is likening the time when he will return in his second coming to that time when Noah entered into the ark speaking of eating and drinking and giving in marriage and it isn't as if there are things wrong in eating and drinking and giving in marriage but the fact was that at the time of Noah people were wicked all they had time to do was to think about themselves they were selfish and had no time for God and when we think about it that's very similar to the time in which we're living today that people have no time for God and the Lord Jesus Christ but Jesus is saying remember these lessons remember that and turn to him remember that the Lord Jesus is coming back to establish his kingdom upon the earth and to fulfill his promise and so friends we'd like you to think very carefully about the example of Noah God told him what was going to happen and he accepted the word of God and in the same way God has told us what is going to happen that Jesus is going to return that now is our time of opportunity but that time is coming to an end and Jesus will be here soon Jesus is coming back Noah had the opportunity to preach for 120 years and the message has gone out since the time of Jesus about his return and we must remember that there is salvation for us as there was for Noah salvation comes through water of being baptized and then living a life of service a life of faith it's an answer of a good conscience of realizing that we are sinful in the sight of God and we need the help of God and his salvation Noah was a man of faith an example for us all he trusted in God and he believed in spite of all the difficulties in spite of all the jeering and everything else that went on he had the courage and the strength to accept God in the, what he promised would come about and his faith counted as righteousness for him may we be moved by the faith that Noah had and try and live our lives in service to the Lord Jesus Christ and accept God at his word that he will establish his kingdom upon the earth. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. Christadelphians.org.uk